in the morning. When you want the news, you need the front page every hour on the press box. Nothing's writing on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. And now, the news. Oh, we got to start with soccer, Ed. Christian Pulisic says he wants to play for Team USA at the Olympics. So if you don't pay attention to international soccer, the Olympics every year or every four years is just U23 players, right? FIFA does not allow senior national players to play in the Olympics. But Christian Pulisic is 22 years old, so he still technically qualifies to play in the Olympics, even though star players don't usually do that. Now, the United States still has to qualify for the Olympics. They lost to Mexico last night, but that's fine. They play a game on Sunday. If they win that game on Sunday, it'll either be against Honduras or Canada. If they win that game on Sunday, they will qualify for the Olympics. If they lose, they will not qualify for the Olympics. But I'm all on board Christian Pulisic being a ringer in the Olympics for the United States. Well, how good, and I'm reading the tweet that goes with the story that um, the best young players might not be available if they're not if the clubs don't release them. So even with him, uh, in your estimation on the U23s, like how good can this team even be? I no idea. I don't pay enough I mean, attention to the under-23s. They lost to Mexico last night and didn't play very well. I That's probably not good news for them actually winning the Olympics, but... I would put drop Christian Pulisic in there and hopefully he can be a ringer and we can win it. Yeah. By the way, the point you're bringing up there, he plays for Chelsea. Chelsea does have to approve him to leave Chelsea because they'll be in preseason training once the Olympics are here. They have to approve him leaving Chelsea to go play in the Olympics. And normally teams like Chelsea don't have to do that because normally great players aren't playing in the Olympics. Would you do it for him? I mean, I'm an American, so yes, I'm wearing a U.S. soccer jersey as we speak because we play a friendly against Jamaica today. But I know, I know Chelsea's not over there worried about the Olympic uh, U.S. men's national team. Jared did tell me at one point you choose your clothes based on who's playing that day. Why wouldn't I? Is that true? Yeah, what? why wouldn't I? <laughs> Yeah, what, the Next Astros question. opening day is in like seven days. I'll be wearing an Astros shirt. Oh, God. All right. Uh, maybe I'll drape the flag around me in the Sweet 16. <laughs> yeah, it says flag guy <laughs> over here. Yes. <laughs> that, that, you can't really drape that. You would pretty much drown in that flag. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Laying on the couch, you could cover me like in my head and stuff. Oh, depressing. Great question. That's Thank fun. you. The Astros signed Lance McCullers to a five-year deal, $85 million. He's going to be a Cy Young candidate this year. You ready? Uh, that's a great, yeah. great question. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Thank you, Jared. Actually, I do want to ask you this. A more fun question on the Astros oh, is Carlos Correa. Is, he's scheduled to be a free agent at the end of this year. The Astros offered him an extension that was six years, $120 million. $20 million would be the second highest paid shortstop in baseball this year. It'd be the 24th highest paid hitter in baseball. Is a six-year $120 million deal uh, a slap in the face to Carlos Correa? 
Oh, God. Are we ever saying that much money is a slap in the face? People would just die. You know, they go crazy when you suggest that kind of contract is like below a guy. But I've always said this. You know this. It's what the market bears. And if I'm him and the agent, I I mean, slap in the face is really, really harsh. But I think I'm I'll just leave it. I think I'm worth a lot more. And 99% of the population would say, how can you say that? Because you're not in his position. That's what I would say. You get to be that good and be in that position and then come back and say, well, you should always take what they offer. So slap in the face is really hard to get to, but I'd understand if he passed on it thinking he'd get more down the line. Uh, Francisco Lindor, there's like four or five shortstops that could be free agents at the end of this year if they don't re-sign. Uh, Francisco Lindor is one of them, and the reports are that his extension, if he does sign one, would be about 10 years, 300 plus yeah. million dollars. Think, think of that. Think of that. So that's where Correa would be coming from, not accepting $20 million yeah. a year, even though it would make him one of the 30 highest paid players or highest paid hitters. And he's probably not actually one of the 30 best hitters in baseball. That's where he's coming from because as a free agent, he might get a massive deal in the offseason. Yeah. I, I would wait for that. I mean, you know, you risk everything, obviously, when you don't sign something, injury, whatever. But that's below his rate, in my opinion. And if he passes on it, I would understand why, given what the market is. Next question. Isaiah Wilson was arrested at gunpoint in January. Isaiah Wilson, if you don't know the name, was the first-round draft picks of the Tennessee Titans in 2020. We've talked about him before because he is the same guy that was arrested for DUI in September of last year. The same guy that uh, was at a frat party that the cops broke up during the pandemic. And he apparently was considering jumping out of the second story to get away from the police. This is a more recent arrest. And the details on this are he was driving 123 miles an hour, according to police. The police... uh, then went to pull him over and he tried to speed away and the police said he was in excess of 140 miles an hour trying to catch up with Isaiah Wilson. Uh, Isaiah Wilson ultimately crashed the car and was held at gunpoint until he was arrested. Can he play? Yeah, I was going to say, like... uh, Can he play? Yeah. We'll get him an Uber driver. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. He's an offensive tackle. That's what I'm saying. He is a tackle. Is he a right tackle? The Raiders do not Uh have one. And he's Uh a first-round talent? Uh Uh-oh. He was traded from Tennessee to Miami, and they swapped seventh-round picks. That's how much Uh value he had. Uh, But Miami cut him three days after because he missed two workouts and was late to a physical. Don't even suggest that, Jared. It's all about character. Well, hold on. Don't suggest that. Who rehabbed Richie Incognito? That's all I'm saying. I think he was rehabbed before we got here. Yeah, fair fair, fair enough. (laughs) Next question. Chase Claypool, Steelers wide receiver, was in a fight outside of a bar. Uh, TMZ has video on it. TMZ reported that it started because apparently somebody was throwing money at a woman inside the bar and two groups went outside and started fighting. Uh, apparently, nobody was like seriously hurt. Chase Claypool did kick somebody. Uh, but what is like? We're in a pandemic. Why is Chase Claypool at a bar fighting people? Yeah. The funny thing is, um, the first I think it's him. It might be the first picture I saw on Twitter though. He had a mask on, so maybe he's safe but not safe. Yeah. Like he's gonna go to the bar and fight people, but at least he's doing so with a mask. 
He got so, a, he got I mean, you, you got to give him 50% credit. Yeah, yeah. he got a reservation. On, he wore his mask. Yeah. He went to the bar. Yes. Things happen. Yeah, and by yeah. the way, Tyler, glass half full around here, okay? He's, he's, I think he, he might have even had a mask. In fact, I hope this is the right picture because if he did have a mask on and went to a bar and fought someone, it makes it such a better story. <laughs> Not like he had the yeah. mask. Like, Tyler, you act yeah. like you've never been at a bar during a pandemic and gotten into a fist fight. Like, that's... Yeah. Like, did you not go to college? <laughs> Do you have to make a reservation to have the fight? Well... No, you just, you just got to be like hockey players. You want to go? You want to go? Okay, but like, you don't have to go. reserve the parking lot to fight. You got to reserve cool. a seat inside. You don't have to reserve what? the parking lot outside to fight. What if somebody else? What if there's another group of people? What that if the fight? guy was doing that stupid thing where he wouldn't put out it put the put his mask up over his nose and yeah. uh, and he was like, dude, you got to get yeah. your mask up. Look at me. I've got yeah. my mask on, and that it escalated. Chase Claypool, a role model, an example for the rest of America. Fauci loves him. Man, you know, that's a great question. All right, this is from a couple <laughs> days ago, but very important that we get to this. The Philadelphia Eagles have signed Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco uh, sticking around in the NFL for at least one more season. Joe Flacco, to me, is almost like sushi model guy. Like, I is he still playing? Did you forget Max Gillum's name again? Yes. Why do I always oh, forget? <laughs> I, remember, I remember Rosas, but not Max Gillum. <laughs> And Rosas hasn't even played yet, but I can't remember Max Gillum's name. I just, Joe Flacco kind of reminds me of him when I saw this. I'm like, Joe Flacco's still playing? I don't even know what to do. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, I, something about Max Gillum's name, I just can't, I can't get in my mind. He's on his fourth team in four years. Who is he? All right, so now he's backing up Jalen Hurts. Who has he backed up in recent memory? Drew Locke. I'm trying to think of who else. Oh my God, he wasn't better than Drew Locke? No, I don't think so. I just remember him like he's constantly like backing up and mentoring guys that I'm like, I wouldn't want the statue telling that player anything about how to so, play quarterback. Since he left the Ravens, he spent like 11 or 12 years with the Ravens. Since he left right. the Ravens, one year with the Broncos behind Drew Locke, last year with the Jets behind Sam Darnold, and now this year with the Eagles behind Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I don't Man. I don't want him backing up any of those guys. Like why not? He like, won the Super Bowl. He's gonna teach him he's gonna teach Jalen Hurts how to win a Super Bowl. Uh, all right, Carson Wentz so didn't win a Super Bowl. If you throw it if you throw it as far as you possibly can, maybe Tory Smith will get past interference. Yes. He's like Bayheim, he's never leaving mean? this guy. Jeez. Did, did Deshaun Jackson leave the Eagles? Because he's the perfect player for that strategy. I'm all how old is Google he? That. He did. He did leave. No, 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 no. I'm gonna I'm go. How? Oh, he's 36. I want to see how old he was. 36. Wow. Oh, all he's right. got six more years of this. He could be a backup yeah. for six more years. Hey, I mean, oh. there are worse fates. His salary is a million, a million bucks. So you know what? There are worse fates than that. He's getting paid the same as Peterman. Yes. Yes. Oh my God, Peterman's a superstar. Uh, he's just uh, like Flacco. Honestly, I think Peterman is an upgrade. Well, right Jared, now, you have a game to win tomorrow. Peterman or Joe Flacco? Honestly, Peterman. Except Jared, I wouldn't let him... Peterman over everybody not named Patrick Mahomes, though. No, really? I just wouldn't let Peterman throw the ball. I would just basically go, right. like, we're running the Wildcat. Peterman, light up over there. Right now, you have to party for one night. Flacco, Peterman, or Max Gillum? 
Oh, it's Mac. Oh, Mac oh, Gillum. Yes. Oh, Tyler yeah, Wolves. no Tyler doubt Wolves. about it. Tyler Tyler is Wolves. Tyler is fainting. <laughs> oh, yes, I will absolutely faint, just like our Christmas party. <laughs> That's crafty wording right there. I give you credit. <laughs> the Miami Heat will have sections specifically for vaccinated fans. Now, they'll still be required to wear masks. There will just be more fans allowed in that section than other sections where people are apparently not vaccinated. Um, are we bribing people to get vaccinated with the ability to go to sports games? Well, it's a Hall of Fame decision out of Miami, obviously. Oh, my and, God. Uh, yeah. I don't um, think Eric Spolster is deciding where vaccinated uh, fans get to sit, Ed. Well, I mean, he is the first quote in the story. Uh, they uh, had to only talk to him. Uh, look, y- all of us are waiting on the second shot. I'm pro-vaccination, so if you're telling me that, hey, if if they tell people you get vaccinated and you kill the game, good for them. I can't believe that more people, and here's, let's take the Golden Knights and other teams, for, um, for example. Would you not follow this and follow the lead here? I mean, you want more people in your building, right? So, Well, if you're allowed I mean, to. like, If you're allowed down, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It comes health down district. to okay. does, does your yes. state or your health district allow you to right. do this? And I don't think right now Nevada okay. or the Southern Nevada Health well, District That's a good point. Like it, it's Florida. I'm surprised they don't say no vaccinations, no masks, come on in. I mean, you're right. I mean, there is a, there is a you know, happy medium here, Tyler, but... If for whatever reason, you know, other other um, cities or like we, you know, our Southern Nevada Health District sees this, I mean, if you can do it, you would do it. If you give Bill Foley the choice right now, hey, you can have more fans. They just have to prove they bring their card that they're vaccinated. I mean, he's opening it up. Uh, are you surprised that in Florida they're not trying to ban people that are vaccinated? <laughs> We do not want healthy people in this arena. Um, I can't, like, I guess what do you like, because I'm looking at my little card here that I have to bring on later this week. Do you just show up with your card? I guess. I I guess, and they have to check your name against your license or something? That's going to take a little while at the old uh, ticket office. Eh, It'll be fine. Just get there early. They're known for that in Miami. The fun part uh, is I am scheduled to get my second shot during our show. So I don't know how that's going to work at all. but uh, Oh, just show up. I am too. Just show up and later in the day is what they told me. Oh, okay. Darn it. I kind of wanted to, like, I kind of wanted to see if I could, like, we're doing a live remote. Tyler and Jared get their second <laughs> dose. <laughs> all, right, all right. Coming up next, players are in the transfer portal from UNLV. Roster turnover is here. And now is your chance to win a couple of tickets to Cowabunga Bay, we're going to take caller number six at 702-364-1100. 702-364-1100. We got two tickets to Cowabunga Bay if you want those. Caller number six right now at 702-364-1100. 702-364-1100. Yes, we did. We talked about an extension and what that would look like. But in the end, like I said, it wasn't about years or dollars. Um, here at UNLV, it was a heart move. Uh, Allison and his family, this was the right thing for them to move back to Ames. That's where they met. That's where they found love. That's where they started their family. And that was a dream job for him, just like coaching the Running Rebels is a dream job for Kevin. It's the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Who doesn't love dream jobs? Oh, you gotta have a dream job. That was what's your dream job? Uh, what's your dream job? Man, to be retired. Oh, like it's people that have dream jobs. That's just foolish. Why do you want to work? 
Who are you, man? Is it it bad that this sort of is my dream job? No, it's good. It's good this is your dream job, man. It's good. You'd think I'd be better at it. My dream job is for my friend to make a whole bunch of money and I don't have to work. Oh my God, you're my daughter, but the opposite. I want to marry rich. You want to be a stay-at-home dad, but with uh, only... Without the kids. No, just like six French bulldogs. Yeah. Two, uh, no, uh, we have a limit of however many people live in the house. That's the maximum amount of dogs we can have. So two dogs, not six. Jesus. So you need to have kids in order to get more dogs. Yes, or roommates, which uh, neither one of those will be happening anytime soon. So two dogs it is. Yes, but that, why would that not be the dream? What are you talking about? I actually think that's a good dream. Yeah, that's a good dream. You can do what you want. Work out, come home, watch Lost. It'd be a hell of a, it'd be a hell of a life. Work, work out. It'd be a hell of a life. I, 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 Tyler's not working out. <laughs> Definitely not working out. No Who, walks Who walks we the dogs? Who walks the dogs? We both. Okay. Hey, uh, our dogs walk at very different speeds. Okay. So we each yeah. take one. Squash the French bulldog. Like he's on a stroll. He is. Yeah. He is not yeah. out to go anywhere quickly. Whereas Ruby, our Shih Tzu, is trying yes. to get as far away from the house as she possibly yes. can. So Shih Tzu's put their head down, and they have a very direct line to get the, as far away from where they're at, right? Our Shih Tzu yes. walks as fast. Now, she's blind as a bat, but she still walks straight ahead. <laughs> I mean, she, I mean she's, she still walks straight ahead. She's not seen anything. But, man, those feet are she's moving. She's not seen I mean, she's anything. Going. No. <laughs> she, is not, she has not seen the size of your Baylor flag yet. No, oh, oh God! She's no, walking no. straight into that bad boy. Yes. She'll get lost in there forever. It's too big. She'll just, she'll never find her way. We, out. we are off the rails. All right, all right. You and me basketball. Um, so we've got some players in the transfer portal for UNLV. Donovan Yap, Isaac Lindsay, Jalen Martinez have all entered the transfer portal. They are the first players in. Uh, Donovan Yap played five games last year, scored a total of five points, played a total of nineteen minutes. Uh, Lindsey did not play because he was injured. Jalen Martinez did not play the entire season. Mike Gramala tweeted out yesterday that he had trouble passing conditioning tests this past season. So, those of you, those of you, yeah, he got Turvel Becht is what happened to Jalen Martinez. Uh, reports of him being out of shape after the season's over. Um, but if you are UNLV, if you're Kevin Kruger, this is like the perfect start to your roster reconstruction this offseason because if you were going to lose players, you would prefer to lose them from the bottom of the roster, and that's exactly what they lost this year. They lost the three guys that were at the very bottom of the roster. Okay, so I'm certainly not going to pretend and you can help me out here on how, how much potential any of these guys had, but I will say in remembering Twitter, stories, whatever, maybe I'm remembering wrong, that of those three, it seemed like the most disappointing in terms of if it didn't work out. Am I correct to say Jalen Martinez? I thought when they got him, a really big deal was made about it, or am I thinking of someone else? No, I mean, they had a massive clash last year, and Jalen Martinez was, I, I shouldn't say a highly ranked player. I mean, he was a three-star center is what he was okay. coming into UNLV. Okay. But he had a little bit of hype to him, and the fact that he never played last year was a little concerning because – Martinez was viewed as like the potential, like the prototype big man that TJ Otzelberger would want. Yeah, that's, right? what, I big guy, that's what I thought. Okay. A big All guy right. that could shoot and pass and really, you know, 
help open up the offense. Whereas, you know, in Bakke Zhang, for example, he, he provides zero spacing when he's out there. Martinez right. was viewed as like, that's the type of center Otzelberger wants, but he didn't play a single minute. And Grimaldo okay. reported maybe it's because he couldn't, uh, wasn't in shape enough, couldn't pass their conditioning test. So yeah, Martinez is definitely the biggest one here. Donovan Yap had a little bit just because he played point guard and was from Las Vegas, but he wasn't, he was lower ranked than Jalen Martinez was. And I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like none of these jump out to me as a big issue. If you're UNLV, you're perfectly fine with losing these three players. Now I do want to, I do want to ask you this because yesterday was the first day anybody from UNLV entered the portal. That's despite their season ending more than a week ago. That's despite their coach leaving a week ago today. There were 800-plus players in the transfer portal before anybody from UNLV put their name in. Right. Do you think that means Kevin Kruger has a decent shot to keep a lot of these kids around? Yes, I do, actually. I think, you know, I mean, I'm assuming someone like Hamilton's still debating a lot of stuff. Um, Whatever, whether it's you try to make money, go in the portal, I, I don't know. Maybe even Jenkins, but the others we've already talked about, the grills, um, uh, you know, the Zhongs, um, you know, others like that. I do think he has a good chance. I, I think, I don't know for sure. I'm just saying, you know, what kids have said, I think they probably like him a lot. And I think he's probably telling them, look, you know, we're going to do this and this. And, you know, I mean, you know, it's like Mike Ramallah said the other day, you know, he gave up, I think, 40 and 50% to the best players of coming back. Um, but it almost, it also might be, Maybe some of these kids are, and I've heard this from other people, maybe someone like Bryce Hamilton's like, okay, who's the point guard? Who am I playing with? And I maybe that's just people asking that. I don't know. But I thought the same thing yesterday, Tyler, when you had your roster up on Twitter and you started like kind of crossing them off and stuff. I'm thinking, well, you know, they knew he was the coach last week. He's obviously had meetings with them. So every day that goes by, you have a better chance of keeping them, I would assume, right? I mean, yeah, well, if you don't go if you're not in the portal, then every day that goes by, he has more of a chance to convince them, hey, this is what we can do with you. The the comparison is just to look at other schools that have fired their coach. And like Indiana, for example, has I think it's five kids in the transfer portal right now, mm-hmm. maybe six kids in the transfer portal, right? They fired their coach and immediately guys put their name in the transfer portal. And right. it's more than just Indiana. A lot of the smaller schools that fired their coach, have, their players have done that too. But for UNLV, they went they went six days from, from Otzelberger leaving and Kruger eventually being announced as the head coach. They went six days from Otzelberger leaving before anybody put their name in. And from the right. looks of it, I would guess these are guys that were sort of more nudged out of the program because, uh, you know, they, yes. worked, they yes. didn't play this past year. Yes. They don't really have a role on the team. Sure. So... I, I don't know. I, I just I was surprised that less UNLV players have put their name in the transfer portal yeah. before yesterday because normally when coach there's coaching change, lots of names go in, and this year nobody waits around. Nobody's sitting around very long. They're saying, oh, my coach is gone. My name's in the portal. Let's see who wants me. So I think it's right now it's good news. That could change. I mean, that could change in the next 20 minutes. We could have, find out that four more yes. UNLV players are in, and all of a sudden, oh, Okay, never mind. Kevin Kruger's not going to keep very many of them. But as of right now, yeah, I, I think there's a decent chance UNLV keeps a good chunk of this roster around. Now, that does not change the absolute fact that, let's say, the roster comes back, then he better get in the portal or wherever and get better players. So, Absolutely. I mean, he, you know, it's, look, if you can keep Hamilton and Jenkins, that keeps a lot of stability. I get that. You'd want, I think you'd want that for sure. Uh, bring them back if you can. 
But if again, is that if that's your ceiling of talent, then you're not winning the league next year. So right. And I think he knows that. I'm sure he knows that. I mean, so yeah. I mean, I think if, the first thing you do is recruit your own guys, right? I mean, that's that's what the coaches, new coaches who come in, whether it's on staff or from the outside. Well, I got to recruit my own guys to make sure they stay the ones I want to stay. And I do agree with you about the three that are in the portal. That happens in college basketball all the time. There are tough discussions or discussions with kids, and it's just not a fit. But with the top guys, I would think he's trying to re-recruit them, and then you go and you got to get a few better players. Right, and like right now. For UNLV basketball, this is a good start to the offseason in terms of, hey, you have to lose some players that those yes. are the ones you would pick to yes. lose. So right now, they have two incoming uh, recruits, Arthur Kaluma and, and Kashawn Gilbert, and they mm -hmm. have Mbake Zhang as a senior who might come back. So if all that happens, UNLV is still basically in the same spot as far as scholarship goes, and they don't they have one more to offer at the moment. Right. So if you're UNLV, you, ha you, you might lose one or two more players, but if you lose one or two more and you add two impact players in the transfer portal, that is a perfect offseason, and yes. there might be reason to think they'll be pretty good yeah. next season. So we'll see. I expect more names to go well, in, but we just haven't seen them yet. And the one thing I think you and I are both kind of watching, uh, you know, interestingly enough, is Kaluma. Yes, um, what is Arthur and we have not, do? We have not heard that he's not going anywhere. Yeah. He's not come out and said he's not going anywhere else. Yeah, and nobody, I haven't seen anybody talk to him since it's no. happened either, so don't know what he's thinking. But as far as we know, he hasn't asked for his release from UNLV, which they would honor, I assume, if he asked for his release. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah I, right now I think you've got potential good news on Kaluma coming just because nothing's happened yet. And again, yeah. it's been a week since Otzelberger left for Iowa State. All right, coming up next, Darren Millard joins the show. Moose, you just keep on moosing. This doesn't concern you. Maroon is not just a color. This is the VGK Update with Darren Milsey Millard. Darren, how are you this morning? If Hello, anybody Darren. starts calling me Milsey, I'm going to directly blame you two, and you in particular, <laughs> and I will find you and I will make you pay. Milsey, how you doing this morning? Don't, don't blame me. I'm, I, I, you and I are friends. The other guy, I'm not yeah. sure about. Yeah, I, the other guy is just, uh, just a disturber. The friends are overrated. Nobody. He doesn't friends. want friends. Yeah, what are you? You know what you about? are. You're a tanker trapped in the Suez Canal. Yes, yes. <laughs> he, he's the reason gas is five dollars in California right now. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> if I if I was a boat, that would be me. Yes, I like to be the center of attention did you, did you guys and make picture? everybody else life more difficult. Oh, the picture's the best. The picture of the, the uh, oh. of, of the, the the boat. So it's it's yeah. like the size of the Empire State Building, and it's, it's crazy. And then there's two guys with a with a bulldozer uh, <laughs> beside it, creating a mound of dirt. It's like, uh, ah, this, um, I wonder how long they're yeah. going to be there. And all those backed up <laughs> need to get through for obvious reasons. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if uh, they're doing the zipper line to get through the Suez Canal <laughs> when they merge. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, Milsey, I, I got to ask, when you're doing a Golden Knights game, yeah. are you checking NCAA tournament scores while it's happening, or are you Canadian and don't care about our NCAA tournament? Uh, believe it or not, uh, Canadians are very influential in the tournament. We have uh, a lot of uh, very solid, very uh, excellent uh, basketball players, and we follow it with great interest, like uh, uh, like we do most things around the United States, so, because uh, um, we we want to be you. And 
So that's um, <laughs> oh, thank uh, you. Yeah, no, thank you for I'm, that. I'm not, I'm not checking it this year because uh, my bracket got blown up uh, right away. But uh, certainly uh, on um, on certain years, I am uh, I'm right involved. This year, I kind of I, even though there's a pandemic, I had trouble following it, and and not just the the tournament, but uh, but the lead up to it. Uh, I had trouble figuring out who was playing who, and and games were being canceled and that kind of thing. So. Uh, I hope to get back to a, a normal, more regular schedule uh, next year. I, I do know that uh, the Bulldogs are, are doing quite well. Yes, they're they're somewhat of a good team. It reminds me of when we asked, when we actually were in the locker room uh, during fantasy football time, we asked Alex Tuck, like, who has fantasy football teams? And he did say, well, he goes, we try to gang up on the Canadians because they don't have any of these. We take their money. They, they said Shea Theodore was easily the worst fantasy football player ever, and he wanted to be good, but they just took his money every year because he had absolutely no idea what he was doing. And I have no trouble uh, being, uh, <laughs> being of the same ilk. Like, if somebody wants to join and they want to give you money, Fine. Yes, uh, I, like uh, unless they're like completely destitute, I'm fine to take their money. So I'm, I'm with Alex Tuck on, on that capitalism uh, standpoint. Uh, Milzy, you know why you couldn't follow college basketball this year? It's because the Golden Knights have played basically every single day since the season started. So I'm curious, what'd you do the last two days with no game? So what did I do? Uh, I did a lot of school, like uh, hanging out with my children on one day. And uh, oh, po- you know what? Uh, Tuesday podcast. Uh, podcast. I was I was yeah. all over uh, doing uh, a couple of different podcasts. One yeah. the chirp. Uh, we, we had John Hamm on this week. Yeah, uh, the actor. So I uh, was doing that, and uh, and then another project that I'm involved in. And uh, and yesterday I was at work uh, with the team practice yesterday. They actually had an off-day practice uh, between, like, a day between games where they practiced, which is really unusual. They went seven days without doing that uh, a week or so ago, which I'd never heard of in the National Hockey League, where, where they just, like, every day off was just stay away from the rink. Don't even come in. Can, can you help us at all? We talked about this earlier in the show. Uh, Pete DeBoer yesterday, I don't know if you're on the Zoom, answered a question about yeah. when guys play and they don't. And he didn't mention specifically, but he did say, you know, if you're not playing, it might be an energy thing. Now, that goes right to why is Cody Glass continuing to be healthy scratched? It was a, it's a little strange. He's a young kid. He's still trying to prove himself. So I don't know where the energy would come in with him. And I don't even know if DeBoer was talking about him specifically. But what can you give us any insight as to what you believe is going on with Cody Glass? Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's a, I hate to say the word uh, because it, it it's overused, but uh, this is a, this is a process with him. And is it taking longer than than people hoped? Yeah, uh, and and I, that's part of uh, injury. That's part of uh, development. That's part of playing on a team that's stacked and and has uh, such an incredible and and high end players. So a lot goes into it. But uh, I think uh, a. a a lot of it will just come down to the development of Cody Glass. So he he he, he turns uh, he's drafted uh, their depth. They they send him back to junior. Then he runs into injury and then he turns pro and he runs into another injury uh, and uh, pandemic. Like there's a lot that's kind of gone into uh, making this more of a challenge for for Cody Glass. So uh, I, I like what they're doing in in bringing him in for a, a number of games and then. And giving him the opportunity to to sit back and work with uh, with the coaches and Misha Donskov in, in particular 
uh, has uh, spent some time in practice with him uh, a little bit more and trying to figure out the best way to use this body. Uh, I figured it would take about 30 games for him to find his rhythm, Ed. Uh, mm-hmm. Now we're, mm-hmm. we're in that range, and uh, you, you would like to see a little bit more impact uh, from Cody in the, in the next little bit uh, as he as he develops the confidence and will it happen? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but, uh, but no, it's uh, I, I would concur with you in your insinuation that it's probably taken a little bit longer than we thought. Do you think the NHL has a referee problem after the Tim Peel incident this week? No, it's, it's funny. I, I'm, uh, and I went on the air yesterday on the insider show and just stated it's contrary to, to popular belief, especially after the Tim Peel comments that were made and the decision i thought the refereeing this year has been really good and and consistent and there's been there's always calls that are, you think are ticky tack or uh could go the other way or that you don't get but i haven't i can't remember a game this year where i thought well that's been outrageous and if anything i think that the penalty calls have been down uh we've we've had so many games where teams had one penalty or zero penalties which is so unusual. Which, that's I have find that harder to believe that you can play a game at the speed that they do, at the power that they do, and the intensity that they play with, and only have uh, one penalty uh, on one side. So I think it's it's been really good. And and one thing that I just will mention on the Tim Peel uh, uh, statement, like, it, it wasn't right. You you, you don't want to be saying uh, or, or caught in a hot mic. And uh, those of us that are working from home, you guys. Uh, we all need to be more mindful because anything can be uh, overheard. And then uh, uh, if you don't hear the whole entire sentence, it can certainly sound worse than it was. Uh, I, I do believe he was being sarcastic or uh, along that vein because he was speaking to a Nashville player when he said it. And we didn't hear the, the back end of it. Now, the National Hockey League stated in their, in their release that uh, it doesn't matter what context, you can't be saying stuff like that. So uh, I, I think that uh, that it was right that uh, the decision that they made, that he doesn't referee again, which is a terrible way to end your career. But uh, but I don't think it was nearly, nearly as damning as some people made it out to be. You know, the big thing, obviously, in the NBA is makeup calls. And, you know, yeah. uh, I, think, I think in hockey, correct me if I'm wrong, just because of the open space and the video, it's a little harder to do that. They're just more open in terms of the, the spacing and on the ice more so the kind of a condensed court. Have you ever believed that's an issue in hockey? Do, do I think that there's makeup calls? Yeah. I, if, if they miss one or they call one and, uh, and you get some time to think about it, you go, that was terrible. And then there's right. a minor infraction on the other side and you call that. I, I think that's, that's more human nature than mm-hmm. it is uh, to to actively go out and look for a call. Uh, right. So right. I, I think that's that's part of it. I think it's 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 more balanced in hockey since they went to the two referee system, uh, where one one person isn't controlling the game entirely. So I think that uh, that that's, uh, that takes into the account. But I, I, like this is a sports issue, makeup calls and. Uh, Different uh, uh, managing and influencing a game, not not mm-hmm. not just hockey. And I and I, and I think hockey uh, is 
certainly much lower on the scale than than the NBA. Like the NBA, like you have different right. rules for different athletes, and makeup sure. calls are all over the place. And and one team gets down by twenty, and all of a sudden uh, they're up by by five. Like like how does that happen? Uh, uh, so I I think that uh, that the NHL is in is in a good spot despite the bad PR. Uh, I'm I like the officiating in the National cool. Hockey League. Real quick here, then, because I saw the tweets after after they fired him and let him go. Uh, yesterday, there were tons of tweets about you know, uh, then stop protecting Connor McDavid. Do you think the best players ever get any treatment like that? I mean, people have talked about Gretzky his whole career, or is that yeah. not as a big a deal as it is in the NBA? Connor McDavid uh, doesn't. Uh, and, and so, to let me answer your first question, uh, I I think that uh, that he gets. Some preferential treatment because he's higher profile because he's not. Uh, so there, there'll be the insinuation that, that that does get some preferential treatment uh, because he draws penalties due to that fact. But uh, Ryan Wallace uh, stated yesterday that Will Carrier draws more penalties than than Connor McDavid does. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's he's a superstar. Uh, Carrier is a superstar. You can't deny and, it. And, and I've started to watch it too, <laughs> and he does draw a lot of penalties. And I don't know how he does it, and it's. A, and it is a skill, but uh, but uh, I I think that star players do deserve a little bit of protection or at least uh, protection away from malice uh, and somebody going out of their way to do anything. But I don't think that they necessarily that it's nearly nearly as big of a, an issue as the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, when do we get the robots? I want a future with robot referees in every sport. Uh, how long would it take a robot to block you? Oh, not long at all. Oh, not long. <laughs> like with the with the robot Twitter account, and then just go boom. Hey, did the, did yes. Osselberger really join Twitter after he left UNLV? I heard you guys talking about it a lot. So Iowa State's athletic department has said that it is not him. Uh, okay, but it's the same exact handle that he had before. Coach so. Ox. Uh, yeah, so I, I guess we should believe Iowa State's athletic department, but it, it, it's the same handle he had when he was at South Dakota State, so I don't know. So somebody just created that account at the perfect time is when he left. I, I guess. a little I, bit uh, right? convenient, I would have assumed, Right, I would have assumed Otzelberger would have just deactivated it to where he still you know, owned the Twitter handle, but I... Iowa State says it's not him. So well, they got How did you How did you figure out that that it was reactivated? Oh, I just saw. I just saw it got retweeted by somebody. I just saw somebody oh, okay, tweeting one of his tweets. Yeah, it said like, "Welcome, our Cyclone Nate," or something stupid like that. Like a coach would say when he first gets a job. So I don't know. It's yeah, but they they say it's not real. So I'm disappointed. You, your level you, of interest in this stuff blows me away. Yeah. Like on a week to week basis, how you're in the weeds. Uh, looking through <laughs> the long grass uh, at these various conspiracy theories. I, I give uh, you all the credit in the world. I'm surprised that Tyler hasn't figured out yet, or maybe he has, that uh, Kevin Kruger, now the head coach, his Twitter is still a system in basketball coach, so he doesn't even know what his job is now. Uh, I, don't know if he knows he's been, I don't know if he knows he's been promoted to the head coach now. I don't yeah, think do you think somebody would get on that, right? <laughs> yeah. Change your, change your Twitter. Now, could it be Kruger as the Otzelberger Twitter? Uh, handle. Oh, that'd be good. Oh, that'd be good if he's behind the Coach Yachts one. Yeah. Yes, yes uh, that would be good. <laughs> if he is, tell him to stop and get better players, please. <laughs> he should not be wasting his time on any kind of Twitter. 
Here's the problem with Kevin Kruger. Not only has he not updated his account, he hasn't tweeted since January 19th. Yeah. Oh, what's he? What's he got important things to do? What's he doing? Now, are you buddies with him? Are you okay with him? I mean, he hasn't blocked me. I'm looking at his Twitter yeah, account yeah. right now. So, yeah. yeah. I got. I got to get blocked by this fake Otzelberger too. That's the goal. <laughs> are you blocked? What's your percentage of being blocked by people to allowing people to follow? Being blocked by allowing to follow. I don't. I don't understand okay, the question. So, 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 how many people do you follow compared to how many people uh, are are blocking you? Oh, that is a good question. I, but the problem is, I can't actually see how many people have blocked me. I'm following unless you try to get on their page. Right, but I can't. I yeah. can't see like a, a solid number. I'm following 517 people. I know that Marcus Arroyo has blocked me, and I know that a lot of UNLV and Raider fans and a few Golden Knights fans have blocked me too. I guess I'm blocked by at least a hundred different people. Uh, come on, Darren, Darren, please, Darren, please block. Oh, Alan please. Walsh has blocked me too. Yes, Alan Walsh has blocked me. <laughs> wow, yeah. that's impressive, right? This there. is called making a difference. This is yeah. making a difference in our lives. <laughs> Citizen Jesus. journalism. He's, a, he's an influencer, except where he's not, because they blocked him. Yes. Yes, exactly. I do not influence. Well, I did influence them in some way. They got so mad at me, they decided they never wanted to hear from me again. <laughs> that's a you and, problem. And that's the best part, mm -hmm. is you're not a mean person. You're just a poker and a picker. It and that's why you get We like to call it, uh, the station likes to refer to it as malicious facts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, you are outstanding. I love it. And Ed, uh, I just, I, I can't uh, acknowledge how well, patient you must be. Well, I mean, you uh, you and I will have a long talk one day. And, you know, I, I, I do need some, I, I talk to the wife after each show and she kind of gets me back to center. So, uh, yeah. I, I, usually it takes me an hour to decompress and talk to people. Do you have that <laughs> conversation where you get off the air and the uh, wife says, uh, what did Tyler do today? And then you have to... The that, that's, when we first started doing the show, that was the question. Now now I just sit down and start you know, weeping, and she puts her arm around me, and I, I talk. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's what we do every day. It's, 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 I, it, brings, it brings her and I... We've been married almost 25 years, so we got to find stuff you know, to get closer together. Tyler Bischoff is somewhat... You know, forge that gap between my wife and I. Brings me a I lot love. of joy. It really does. Glue. Glue. Yes. He's the glue. Yes. <laughs> All right. Get out of here, Darren Millard. Thanks, Thank Millsy. you, Darren. Thank you, Darren. Uh, Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. love talking to Millsy. Oh, yeah. We went bad. way too long on that. We went way too long. All right, coming up next, our sharp one last night with the Wild. It's time to find the sharp. Brought to you by PropSwap, where smart sports bettors buy and sell sports bets. Go to PropSwap.com today and find the very best odds. Back for day two is Robert. He had the Minnesota Wild last night. They picked up a 3-2 win. So, Robert, pick number two. Where are you going? I think I'm going to take the over in the Warriors-Kings game. Oh, we're betting an over in an NBA game. I don't know if anybody's ever bet an over-under in an NBA game. All right, let's find a number for you here. The over, I see 226, so we'll give Ooh. you 225 and a half. Okay. Were you expecting it to be lower than that? What, what were yeah, you thinking I, it was going to be? I, I, saw, I saw it at 223. But All right, we'll do, we'll do 223 and a half, so we'll, get, we'll give you a couple of points. Okay. That All right, so the, Warrior, <laughs> so the over... 223 and a half. 
for the Warriors and the Kings tonight. Uh, good luck, Robert. We'll be talking Thanks, to you tomorrow Robert. if you win it. I thought for sure he's going the Penguins, who are, I think are minus seven thousand against the uh, Buffalo Sabers tonight. I thought for sure. Minus seven thousand. <laughs> anyone play? I don't know anything about betting hockey, but if they're playing the Sabers, go ahead and bet the other side. All right, we have uh, important news. Uh-oh. According to verbal commits on Twitter, Uh-oh. Eduardo Delcadia is in the transfer portal. Ah. That it? Nobody's sad. Nobody's sad. Besides well, Jared's I mean, you and I talked. You and I talked in in the break, and look, it, there's. I hope they all find places, and they can maybe at lower levels. But what we were seeing, at least so far, are probably the players who are not going to do much at this level move on. That's probably good for them. It's probably good for the rebels. This is what happens. People out there say, "Oh, that's you know, I shouldn't." No, this is what happens in college basketball. So you hope they get places. But if these are the four first four names in the portal, we kind of see what he's trying to do with his roster. And if you're UNLV fan, I think this is what you want him to do to try to get better. Yes, that is. Uh, th- if you look at the roster, that's where you would want to cut from. Um, Reese Brown would be the other name of guys that either didn't play at all or played very little this season. But that would be the bottom five guys on the roster. Delcadia, yeah, so- Martinez, Lindsey Yap, and then maybe Reese Brown. Uh, would be the bottom five guys. So if that's, we'll see how many more there are, but we've got one more today and I've got to update my roster cross-off list very quickly now. 